service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 87. Thanks for being here. Shout out to my guest from last week, Sophia Soma. Sophia, yo, thanks for, thanks for coming on the podcast. Hell yeah. Listeners, if you have not yet, what you, check out last week's episode. Make sure you're following Sophia. She is on Twitter at Sophia Soma VIPXO. You can find her on OnlyFans at Sophia Soma VIP. I have links to both of those in the show notes from last week. Hit them show notes. Show her some love. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast. Hit that like button, that follow button, that plus button. You'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop every single Tuesday. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash fullservicepod. Each month we have at least one Patreon-exclusive episode. If you checked out last week's episode, you got to hear a snippet from Sophia's uh, Patreon episode that was our Patreon episode for last month. So if you wanted to hear that whole thing, hey, patreon.com slash fullservicepod. Also... If you subscribe to the OutCall tier on our podcast, you will get a free month trial to Friends of the Podcast, Sophia Soma, Sweet Haley Grace, and Alexis Reynolds. They're only fans. So what do you subscribe to the subscribe to the Patreon? It's a, it's a good time. Ratings and reviews help so much for visibility for the show. So if you were listening to us on Apple Podcasts, hit us with a five-star rating. Write us a review. I will read it on the podcast. I think since like last week, we got two new reviews. I'm not reading them today. I got to save them up. But uh, yo, shout out to y'all for writing reviews. It really does help for uh, visibility for the show. We're trying to spread the word and, uh, you know, your your help fucking, it, it means a lot. It really does. Today, episode 87, so excited. My guest is a Vancouver-based sex worker, Ayla Meritrice. We recorded like a couple weeks ago. So much fun. So much fun. Ayla, uh, she's an aspiring mortician. It's happening. We talk about it. We talk about her starting sex work. We talk about companionship, creating content online. She's in college. We talk about... You know, balancing sex work, balancing school. We talk about her love of the arts, where she sees herself in the future, police in Canada. Oh, man, so much fun. Shout out Ayla. I appreciate you coming on the podcast for real. You can find Ayla on Twitter at NakedGRLTherapy. Her company, CS Pro Writing, on Twitter. You can also find her at Ayla Meritrice on Twitter and her website, NakedGirlTherapy.ca. I have links to all of those in the show notes from this week. Hit the show notes. If you're listening, if you're looking at them, just hit the more and then just scroll. Hey, we got links. Click them links. Show her some love. I'm going to stop talking. Super excited for y'all to hear my conversation today with Ayla Meritrice. Thanks. Welcome back, listeners. It's Tank Smith. I'm so excited for today's episode. My guest is a Vancouver-based sex worker, Ayla Meritrice. Ayla, thanks for being on the podcast. 
Hey Tank, thanks uh, for inviting me and everything. I'm really excited to be on the show today. Hell yeah. So super stoked to have you. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, when I first saw the podcast, I was like, ooh, yay, someone actually wants to listen to me rambling for about 80 million years? Awesome. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Listeners, I'm currently in Atlanta. Ayla, where are you joining us from? I'm joining you from Delta, so like one of the suburbs in Vancouver, essentially. Okay. Yeah. The burbs. Yep. I'm not in Vancouver proper right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. What, uh, so like I looked up like Vancouver on a map the other day and I was like, yo, I've never been in person. Like I, I went in, uh, Tony Hawk underground uh, and that was like 2000, <laughs> 2006, yeah. you know? Uh, so I've never actually been to Vancouver. What's the move? Like if I'm coming up there, if somebody's coming, what's, what, what, what's something good to do? Oh my God. Um, eating always eating uh we've got some fantastic stuff if you're an outdoorsy person there's stuff like skiing you can like go to the beaches and stuff if you're a total perv you can end up at rec beach which is our local like nudie beach i guess (laughs) okay my personal thing because i'm a weirdo is walking around and just exploring everything uh in downtown because it Everything's always changing. There's always some cool stuff to see. Hell yeah. Have you been to the the nude? You mentioned the nude beach. Have you been before? Uh, Yeah, actually, that's where I met one of my friends, uh, Andromeda Blue. Uh, They're a worker based in, oh God, they used to be in Virginia, I think, or Pennsylvania, one of the two. How is it? What's the vibe on the beach? Well, let's put it this way. When it's... Uh, when you're down there and it starts uh, getting on, like you hear this one guy that likes to go up and down the beach yelling. Um, you know how people hawk items at like games and stuff? Well, there's this guy that's down there, but he's hawking blunts. <laughs> See, that's my kind of beach, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only problem with Wreck Beach is the fact that I think there's like a hundred steep stairs you have to go down to actually get it or something. Oh, wow. It's funny. There's actually a review for the stairs to Wreck Beach on Yelp, I think. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go to this beach, you're going to see some boobs, but the stairs. Yeah. You, you got to suffer for your titties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You, uh, you play the piano, you sing. I've subscribed to the YouTube channel. Great stuff. Love the stuff happening on your YouTube channel. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I did musical theater and that kind of thing in high school, and I've been playing piano for a while. Um, not sure how many years. Uh, I stopped taking lessons like forever ago, but I'm all right. I mean, I wasn't enough to go. I'm not in one of those fancy like graded programs or anything. But yeah, I really Still enjoyed good. it. Yeah, and I was in show choir, and I used to dance as well. Yes, I did do show choir. <laughs> Is I was in. I mean, I was in band in high school, so I mean, I feel. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I played. I played trumpet, so you know, I get it. Oh neat. Yeah, yeah. What uh? What's your? Do you have a favorite like like musical production or play? You got a favorite? 
Um, I've got a few that I love. I mean, Avenue Q is the first one that comes to mind. Um, nice. You know, like Sesame Street. Yeah. It's that for adults. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 You probably heard of it, right? Yeah. 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's the one where you get the song "The Internet Is for Porn" and everything. Which, nice. fun fact, um, there's a school-friendly version. Really, like and a kids' bop that, version. Oh yeah, there's like one that they've edited the whole thing so that uh, kids can do the show, and that song has been replaced with "My Social Life Is Online." <laughs> <laughs> right. That's definitely a different. That's definitely a different song than. I know, and for me, I'm like. Okay, so you edited that song out, but like, what do you do about them drinking and the puppet sex in the middle of it? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a problem. That's like a major plot point, and one of the characters is literally a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> this made me think randomly. Have you seen Team America? No. Okay, you should talk about the, the, the puppets and the sex. It's like a... Oh, okay. I I think I've seen snippets of it, but I haven't. Okay, yeah. It. It's one of the greatest pup, like, uh, puppet sex scenes ever is in uh, Team America, World Police. Uh, just Beautiful. Out of, random. Random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you didn't come on the show today expecting to talk about that. <laughs> I was, that was That just popped in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I saw on your Twitter... Uh, you tweeted at last week tonight. You had created like a uh, a Trump uh cross stitch art where he's like his face is getting like eaten by worms. Yeah, um, I've just been rewatching episodes, and I can't remember which episode it was, but he's got a quote on there where he says like I'd love to have that quote crocheted onto a pillow. And I'm like, well, I don't do crochet, but because of the pandemic, I picked up uh, cross-stitch. So I was like, here, let me throw this into my program and see what I make out of it. That's dope. So, yeah. (laughs) I haven't had time to stitch it yet, but I'm planning on doing that. And I'm pretty sure if I look hard enough, I can find their address online and actually mail it to them and see if it actually ever pops up on a show. (laughs) That'd be so great. That'd That'd be amazing. Yeah. I feel like you're the first person that I've had on the podcast where you mentioned you want to be a mortician. Is it still in the works? Is it happening? Yes. Yes, it is still in the works. Um, Yeah. How'd you get into it? What's the story? Oh, the story. Oh, God. Um, So I was a creepy little kid and I had a creepy little epiphany. And that was that all religions essentially want to tell you the same thing. But the main difference is what happens to you after you die. Because most religions are like, we want you to do good things and be nice to other people and blah, 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 right? Like most religions, that's their main tenet is we want you to improve your relationships or whatever. But the main difference is what happens to you after you die or the requirements to get into their afterlife. Okay. So I was like, wow, okay, that's neat. I was always interested in mythology. And that's when it occurred to me that, hey, wait, I can actually, I'm not scared of this stuff. I can, like, help with that. That's dope. Yeah. Um, to me, becoming, like, a mortician or someone who takes care of the dead in any capacity, like, it's the last bit of care you ever give someone. And I think that's really important. 
it's like a calling almost like you know how people feel like called to be in healthcare or whatever and yeah. not everyone is able to stomach healthcare i feel like it's the same way <laughs> no it really is like that's the last time like a lot i mean that's just the last time you're seeing a family member and mm-hmm. you know it's like you're taking the care to like make them look their like all-time best you know yeah and, and uh, you're also just taking care of them washing them making sure that like they're being respected even after they're gone and that's like so uh vital <laughs> damn that's dope when uh when how long how long until how long until it becomes a reality when do you when does it, when does it uh, start so how long before uh someone's on the slab and i get to deal with it huh? yeah. um <laughs> Not really sure, because at this point, I can really just try applying for apprenticeships and just going, hey, give me a chance, maybe. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. So you don't got to, it's like you can Uh, just like kind of hop in. Yeah, over here uh, in my province, I don't really know how it works in other provinces. And I know that there's like actual mortician school in the States you have to go to. But over here, it's an apprenticeship. Earlier last year, I applied and got rejected, unfortunately, uh, from the only program that does the pre-learning for the apprenticeship, because you can do that before the apprenticeship, or you can hop into the apprenticeship right away and then do the schooling later. Okay. Yeah, and there's only like 12 or 24 seats. So in my whole province, there's only like 12 or 24 spots. So it was really... Yeah, I know. And it's only the one class. It's only offered once a year. What? Right? Yeah, it's so crazy to me that they only offer that. I'm like, but people die everywhere. And there's I know, so right? Much you, I feel like you got to catch up to the death rate, especially like now COVID's happening. You know, mm-hmm. we got to just like, yeah. we got to side people up. We need your help. Exactly. I'm like, what? Why are you only doing this? Ah, hard dislike (laughs) (laughs) um i actually did a paper recently um because i took a history of islam class and you'll see why this ties in um and being me we got to pick the we got to pick the topic and me being me i chose um the history of islamic death practices and uh how things have changed and I ended up doing a bit of research into how it's been for people right now because, you know, shit's changed. Like, you can't have the family take care of the body anymore, which is kind of bullshit because the CDC and the WHO actually say, like, no, it's perfectly fine even if this person died of COVID for you, for the family to take care of the body. But nobody's letting anyone do that. Damn. Nobody's letting anybody do that. Uh, I don't know anywhere that's actually letting people do that. I mean, this was such a weird time because it's like this is like if you totally. if you passed away in the past like year, like I had a friend who passed away in like July of last year, and it's like it, people don't have funerals. Like yeah. it's like you don't really get a send off. It's like you were here, you're gone, and, and uh, you're just kind of stuck without like the closure that a funeral might bring or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, sure. I, I'm really upset that like even early in the pandemic that people just ended up skipping funerals, like funerals just didn't happen because they were like postponed, and then 
they just never ended up happening. I'm like, that's really shitty. Like, somebody should have figured out, like, some way to deal with that. Yeah. I did watch a Zoom funeral, and uh, not bad. Okay, yeah. Not bad. Had some good singing going on. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love singing at funerals and that kind of thing. It's always kind of interesting uh, to see what selections people have. <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go with a New Orleans brass band. Oh fuck yes! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd be sweet. Oh my god, yeah, that would be an amazing send off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've always wanted to go down to New Orleans and everything. I, I still have never God, been. I'm so white though. I can't handle the food. <laughs> you can hit ha- if you can handle the food. I'm sure it's great. You know, you know they got food yeah. where you're at. They got food down there. It's probably not that different. You know, they got shrimp and sh- I mean, you got yeah. I, believe I know it's just the level of spice. I'm like too white for this shit. <laughs> they do spice it up though. They do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they go hard with the spice, but you know, hey, I respect it. i'll suffer through i mean it probably will okay i'll suffer in as much as my mouth will be on fire but the rest of me will be happy (laughs) yeah just uh it's just a uh yeah something you gotta something you gotta deal with just a side effect but you'll feel better yeah man you uh you're a writer as well you uh have your own like company tell tell the Uh, people about that Oh, hello. So everybody, I am also uh, the person who runs Center Stage Professional Writing. I've kind of been doing it. I started doing it for free during the pandemic because everybody had been laid off. But what I do is I like take your resume, I talk to you, and I make it sound like you and not just this bland piece of copy. Yeah. And it's so hard to write about yourself that I find that stuff like cover letters, nobody knows how to write a good cover letter. Like, nobody. Nope, I still don't. Yeah, because what do you get? Because even me, like, it's sometimes difficult for me to write my own cover letters because it's sitting there going, oh, yeah, I'm the best because blah, blah, blah. And, like, that's really difficult for somebody to write about, right? For sure. Yeah, I... I started the company because I wanted to like bring out the best in people and actually show that to employers and also help people get the jobs they need during the pandemic. Did you have anybody who was like, you wrote their resume or you wrote their cover letter and then they got the job and then they were like, oh my God, you saved me. This is amazing. I don't know that I've gotten any like, you saved me, you're the greatest uh, (laughs) reviews yet, but (laughs) I've definitely helped a few people. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's in it's in the works. It's (laughs) yes, I hope so. (laughs) Hell yeah. Ayla, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. So stoked to have you on. Thanks. I'm I'm a giggly bitch. So if if I'm just laughing constantly, that's just me, by the way. (laughs) Well, that makes two of us, you know, so. I always like to like start at the beginning, like of everyone's kind of like sex work journey. Uh, so you work in companionship, you do online sex work. Do you feel like you can remember your first like exposure to sex work at all? Yes, I can. I thought about this and I actually wrote it down. I'm not going to read it off or anything, but my f- first exposure was the CSI episode with the Suicide Girls. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my first exposure was the Suicide Girls episode, and then my next 
few ones were like there was like an episode of CSI where it was a girl who got killed over something and she was like a panty seller and there was a whole like really interesting (laughs) and yeah my initial sex work ideal was like oh my god I want to be a suicide girl and then I realized wow I look like you know Velma so that might not work (laughs) and that's expensive you know yeah all that ink like that's oh boy that's thousands of dollars oh god yeah i've got two tattoos right now and i'm planning on 80 million more because once you get one you really don't stop and i'm like uh-oh <laughs> see i only have the one and i stopped i feel like i need to get another one but it's still only one yeah <laughs> how did you decide to get into sex work when did you when did you start honestly you're probably gonna get the most honest answer by me saying that like i started before i was 18 okay yeah um i basically would trade like blowjobs for like rides and shit okay and getting me meals and stuff like if i wanted a favor from somebody yeah that's what i did then after i turned 18 i actually started like doing a bit of porn for somebody and those videos are actually still on sale on my clip sites. Like the ones that are from me, like at 18, are still on sale. I'm going to okay. retire them eventually once I have a shitload more content. But yeah. And then I started sugaring and tried uh, seeking arrangements. I actually ended up going on a couple dates uh my favorite though was this one guy that i think he was just doing this as dating practice really actually yeah because we spent like three hours we walked on the seawall and in vancouver uh beautiful beautiful things the seawall and we walked the seawall he just talked um the guy had a stutter so i think he was trying to get himself like psyched to talk to women and not be so self-conscious about the stutter that's what's up that's nice yeah and uh he took me to lunch everything was great he paid me afterwards it was great like i miss that dude so much (laughs) (laughs) how did you like sugaring oh god uh that was the only like good date i had (laughs) really (laughs) yeah Seeking arrangements is a cesspool. And funny enough, there was there was another site that you got paid to go on dates with, and I actually ended up seeing my ex's dad on there. So I immediately like went, nope, never going back there again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, yeah, I don't even remember what site I'm on, so I'm just like, no, never going back. No, 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 no. How did you decide to go from like sugaring to I want to get into companionship? What did that kind of like, I guess, look like that change? Uh, that change was me just kind of getting over myself and being like, it's okay to fuck people for money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was really it was. I was like scared and shit. I'm like, oh my God. I don't know. Is this going to be weird? And then I eventually did my first. Uh, date and i was like oh oh that was like easy (laughs) yeah do you feel like there was like a learning curve or like a waiver period at the beginning when you're like just not good is that that, god i feel like i'm still in it 
like I see people marketing themselves as like the blowjob queen and shit and I'm like god I don't think I can advertise as something like that like oh my god I feel like <laughs> I'm it takes constantly the, learning you gotta put in the reps that's the reps you know yeah and just the thing about me is like even in my personal like sex life I always want to be like the best somebody's had and I feel like that's been part of my push to be in the work is like I want to make shit good for someone. <laughs> See, now that's dope because it's like, I mean, I mean, that shit will stick with you for for a long time. Like the best ever. Like you got that. In your yeah. head. Like the I think the thing that's crazy is like, so like you'll see somebody. Right. And then it's like mm-hmm. you go on your way. Right. But then mm-hmm. like I'll, I might think about this thing for a long time and be like, oh, my God. Remember that time like two years ago? Her, mm-hmm. she was the best. Like it's you have that yep. imp- you have that ability to leave that impression on somebody. Yeah, um, I, I'm proud to say I've uh, probably done that for a couple of people. Uh- <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, yeah. At the beginning, do you feel like uh, did you have anybody to help you starting out, or do you like look up yes. to anybody? Did anybody give you advice? So my first ad ever was actually co-written by um, another local worker, Charlie Beckett. They're pretty great. Like, intimidating as fuck uh, from the outside, but they're a total sweetheart. Hell yeah. Yeah. I've got a good community around here, so even now if I need tips or anything, I could just go to somebody else. I honestly can't even remember how I first found, like, other workers that like would help me (laughs) did you know about twitter or like social media anything happening when you started out no i didn't really think about it yeah i feel like a lot of people don't really know until they like they like maybe they see somebody on their website and they have like a twitter and then they're like oh wow there's a whole sex work twitter happening i had no idea yeah exactly um i think i figured it out by either somebody telling me about it directly or i just poked around on other people's ads and okay and saw oh they've got a twitter okay then more people have twitters you're like maybe i should make a twitter it's happening yeah exactly like free advertising fuck it (laughs) sites rip us off all the fucking time why not i don't know if you've ever seen how much it costs to put up ads on different sites but seriously it's a goddamn rip (laughs) yeah people people have definitely told me how much like eros is fucking crazy I don't know. If, do, mm-hmm. they have, do they have Eros in, uh, like, Vancouver, Canada? They have Eros uh, up I there? don't know. The local one we use is called Leo List. But okay, I've heard of Leo They List. work in, like, Euros, and everything is a fucking rip. <laughs> Just, ugh. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it really is a lot. What do you think your biggest challenge was starting out in the industry? Kind of finding my niche. I mean, I still kind of feel like I'm, I don't really have a niche. I mean, my marketing is as the naked girl therapist because I've found that, like, this is, like, therapy light for some yeah. people. I can see that. <laughs> I've definitely, like, been with like been with somebody and then, like, afterwards I was like, man, that was just like it, it, it's a weight lifted. It feels so good, you know? Mm-hmm. Because my specialty is, like, the girlfriend experience. Like, I do get to talk to my clients, and they get to tell me all the stuff that maybe they wouldn't have told somebody else, or they don't have anyone to really, like, say that to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It feels good when you get get talking stuff. 
Yeah, it feels good when you can like actually have a connection with somebody. Definitely. What do you think the most important thing you learned starting out was? Get paid what you're worth. That's my favorite lesson I've ever learned from this whole thing is get paid what you're worth. I would yell that at the top of my lungs if I could. How is it how is it starting out like kind of even like knowing like finding what that what that is for you, I guess. It was weird. I I still feel weird about like setting rates for myself, honestly. You look at other people and I know I look pretty white, but I'm like mixed and I don't want to hide that. Yeah. So, I mention it and everything and I know that if I marketed myself as just white, I could set my rates higher and get paid higher. But I don't because I'd rather be honest about it. And I see no problem with anybody in this industry like lying about their ethnicity, claiming that they're like fully white if it means they like make more money. <laughs> yeah. I feel, yeah, like I know it's like somebody they might like uh, one of my friends like she might use a different name like a wider sounding name to mm-hmm. like attract a different audience or yeah exactly of... it's it's that concept yeah how is it being like uh, I guess being someone that's mixed being a minority in sex work in Vancouver like is do you feel like do you feel like it's a different experience than being white oh yeah because you're if you're white you're not gonna get uh texts that are like filipina question mark (laughs) that's like (laughs) all they say in the text that's all (laughs) yeah honestly i've gotten texts like that and some of them just like yeah just filipina question mark or they start texting me like with random words in tagalog and i'm like oh my god dude (laughs) (laughs) this feels so weird (laughs) That's interesting. <laughs> just Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I don't even speak Tagalog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the worst part is that they'll send me a text with random Tagalog words and I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> do uh do people close to you know about your work? Yes. <laughs> and the reason I say that with a sigh is because Before the pandemic happened, I had told my parents, but that was because I was expecting never to have to move back in with them. And then I had to move back in with them. And now it's weird. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Are they like, how, are they like talking, like, do they want to talk to you about it? Is that like? Sometimes. And I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. It's funny, I ended up finding out that I'm actually, like, second gen, because mom went on a paid date, like, once. (laughs) Hey, hell yeah. Yeah, but she's, like, really weird about things. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, parents are just, you know, they got their own thing going on, you know. Yeah. So, you're in in school currently, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm working on a diploma, because degree requirements are way too much for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how is it balancing school and sex work together oh my god it's a rack because <laughs> i have adhd and some other learning disabilities and like already trying to juggle school that's online when you have adhd is like so damn hard god yeah 
think if it's asynchronous, it doesn't really matter because I'm like, God, I can't focus. Oh my God. And I've also got depression. So some days I like just can't get out of bed. I've had a couple times this semester where I've skipped classes just because I'm like, I can't pull myself out of bed. Like it's yeah. not happening today. I have a lecture. Fuck it. <laughs> it's a lot. Like, especially I feel like just even just online stuff, like, I don't know. It's it so much harder. Like, I took a few online classes and I was like, I mean, I do like that the like that I'm not having to go somewhere, you know? That's yeah. that's the nice part. Yeah. But the discipline that you have to have is Oh my is, god, uh, yeah. It's so much. And uh one of my classes last semester it was basically here's the chapters in the textbook and here's the quiz questions that are built into the online textbook. And there's a quiz on whatever. He did lectures, but it was basically rehashing the chapters. So I eventually just gave up on watching his pre-recorded lectures and just went with the chapters because he was just summarizing it. I'm like, I'm just teaching myself the material. What the fuck am I paying you for? (laughs) Literally, that's why those fucking textbooks are so expensive. Try to eradicate the teachers. We don't need you anymore. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's a bit nuts. Yeah. So, random question. You taken? Did you take a Latin class? Are you currently taking Latin, or you already took Latin? Uh, I just finished my Latin and Greek roots course. Yeah. How did you, you like the funny, Latin? Oh, it was quite interesting and funny story. Uh, I don't know if you tried googling my work last name. <laughs> oh no, I didn't. Just try it and see what comes up. Because it's actually the Latin word for prostitute, or one of the really? forms of the Latin word for prostitute. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. Did you know that before? I mean, I assume Yes, that. I did. That's why I picked it. Because um, I was like, oh, God, I can't think of a last name. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I had this thing where in high school I found this word and was trying to convince people that it meant pretty because I was... Like, tragically, people like, ha, 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 I called you a whore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I remembered that and was like, hey, that, that's a good name. That'll work. Hell yeah. That's, I mean, it flows, you know? And it's like, ooh, what is that? Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. I've had clients on uh, come to me and be like, yeah, I looked up your name. And they kind of just laughed because... They, they and I know both both know what came up on the Google search, right? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What uh, what do you like most about companionship? The people I meet, the experiences I have, the fact that it's okay to post my titties on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's more than okay. It's welcomed by the world. Exactly. I'm like, this is great. I could just snap random, like, maybe shitty pictures of my tits and everyone will be like, oh, yes, we love this. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> that happens if you're not a sex worker, but like, I can actually profit off this. And that's what makes it great. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> How what uh, what do you like most about online sex work? I love that I get to choose to make my own content or what kind of content I make, um, which is why if you look at the themes of all the different content I've got, like I don't have a lot, but 
it's kind of all over the place. And the reason for that is because I'm all over the place. And I've been choosing, like, I want to make this, so I'm going to make this. Nice. <laughs> and I love that. I love, love, love that. Do you have, like, a favorite, any favorite content that you've created so far? Ooh. Mm. If you had to tell the people right now one video to go buy, what oh. video are you telling them to go look at? Probably the D&D-themed one that I did. <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, I can't remember the title of it right now. Hang on, let me look. I've got it somewhere. Uh, no, that's just my tits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your Lucky Day. Yeah. Okay. Um, that one took me a lot of work. Um and there's actually kind of, you know how we were talking about video editing uh, before yeah. this, where you can have moments where you're like, wait, that changed. Uh, I totally have that in this because continuity. I have the same. Oh, yeah, it's a total continuity error, but it's not an error. Uh, it's because I was like, fuck it, I can't use this toy, but I like the stuff I filmed already. So I was too lazy to refilm it. With the different fuck ones. Yeah, the people are going to love it either way. And the best part is that it's the same toy, just in two different colors. And okay. the red one is a lot stiffer, and it's, like, really textured with, like, spikes and shit on it. So I could not film the whole thing on that one, because oh, I would just okay. hurt myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a reason I have that one in blue and a softer silicone. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people during the pandemic created an OnlyFans, started an OnlyFans. You're not on the own OnlyFans. No, I'm not. Because I don't feel like I can keep up with the amount of content I have to put out. It's a lot. People out here, so people much. working. Yeah, people are working and making so little. And I'm like, I can't do that. I, I straight up cannot do that. Like, if I had a private space to film, maybe, but do I have the discipline to do that in school or just that? Probably not. And to me, it's like, God, it's for so little money, and I mean, I'm not a fan of subscription stuff, so I don't know. I, I get the feeling that other people aren't a fan of, like, subscriptions necessarily, because everybody hates Adobe for it, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, of course, you hate Adobe for it, for sure, you know. But if there's boobs happening, the script, I feel like the subscription, you're like, ooh, hey, I can be convinced, you know. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, yeah, and it is a valid money-making strategy to, like, get people to pay more than once, right? But uh, I just don't feel like I could let somebody see all the content I've got for, like, $3 or whatever somebody sets their stuff at. Even for yeah. a month, I'm like, I can't do that. That's that makes. And sense. I feel like I also don't have nearly enough content to even justify that. Like, you're gonna watch this and then be like, "Oh, that's it." <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, maybe if I have a bigger <laughs> library, maybe. But even then, like, I nah. feel you. I feel you. <laughs> what uh, what sites can people buy your content on? 
I'm on this weird European one called bentbox.co and that site, if you go buy my content on there, you can actually get like some exclusive nudes and that kind of thing. And that's where I keep all my freebies. Um, I'm also on many vids and AP clips if anyone nice. wants to hit me up on there. <laughs> Do you have a favorite site? Is there like a best site you think for selling uh, clips? I don't know. I really don't. I mean... I'm personally a fan of Bentbox because I'm hoping to do like more audio and that kind of thing. And you can't really sell audio as easily on the other sites unless you want to just make it a video. And I'm yeah. like, I don't really want to do that. I, feel I just you. want to record stuff, slap a name on it and sell that file. Or I want to sell like my writing. Like if I write some erotica, I want to sell that. And I can do that on there. Oh, sweet. So you can sell. Okay, that's cool. Where you can post a lot of different like types of uh, media. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Do you feel like you prefer like companionship to online sex work? Do you feel like you prefer one over the other? I prefer companionship. Absolutely. You're there for that time and then it's over. Like... You know that there's a start, there's an end, you have fun in between, and you don't have to really think about, like, afterwards too much. With filming, there's, like, so much prep work, and then you have to actually film it, and then afterwards there's all this editing. So there's so much, many more hours put into online content work. Yeah. And I also need to learn more about video editing, so that might be part of why I'm saying this. But I also just love, you know touching people people are great like i love the connection you get with people i mean it's really hard to like especially in like you know this time or at least like i guess more so last year when everything was like super locked down and mm -hmm. you know like you're really lacking like that human connection i feel like you really do kind of notice like holy shit like how much i do like being around other people or i like this like yeah, in person interaction versus like a like a screen in between or like just be able to, be able to talk on the phone where you're not able to that, that in-person thing is like hard to i know recreate. part of me is like god i just want to be a fucking hug dealer at this point like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just here pay me like ten dollars and i'll hug you <laughs> see now that's <laughs> putting ideas all up in the head see that's i like that i like that a lot yeah uh, actually, one of my, the things I started as was like nude cuddles, so I kind of was a hug dealer basically for a while. See, now that's dope. I feel like I want to get like I, I feel like the cuddles. Nobody, I feel like people underestimate the cuddles. You know? Yeah, I know. And my rate for like if you just want to cuddle nude is like obviously lower than my full service rate, but I'm kind of scared to offer that again because like. People are going to get so pushy and try to push me to cross the boundary. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> that makes sense. I've, I've actually heard somebody say the exact kind of same thing, like to where it's like, if you want to cuddle, that's cool. But you got to fucking realize that's all it is. And then once you get the cuddle, then you're like, oh, well, but no, I'm like, no, it's just cuddling. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I know. It's. <sighs> <laughs> Other people it's, ruining it for everyone else. I know, right? Why can't you just fucking accept the cuddle and man? Yeah. Hey, well, if you listen to this podcast, they're and... cheap. 
If you're listening to this podcast, just, hey, if it's cuddles, it's just cuddles. That's all it is. Yo, be cool, okay? Yeah, like, just listen to the boundaries set. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like in companionship you have, like, an average clientele at all? No, I don't think so. Not yet, anyway. (laughs) Hell yeah, hell yeah. Do you feel like people know what they're doing when they hit you up? Like, when they contact you to to try to book you? Do you feel like people know how to do that correctly? No. (laughs) 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 No. But, um, yeah. I know that some people get offended by, like menus or whatever i just see that as like okay whatever if you want to refer to it as menu fucking fine so people will text me asking for like what i offer and i'm like okay i'm willing to tell you because um personally i don't offer like bareback blowjobs and that i've found has been like a major turnoff for people and i'd rather get that out of the way before they show up and be like oh i thought you did this do you feel like so i kind of uh, I talked to Alice Little who works at the uh, Bunny Ranch and you know, you're allowed to like discuss services at the Bunny mm-hmm. Ranch kind of before, before you actually meet. Um, so you kind of know what's going to happen going in. Do you feel like being able to have that discussion or uh, like a menu, I guess, do you feel like that helps the, ex- the overall experience? Yes, because you know what, is okay and what's not and you can if they're like oh but i thought you did this you can like point to the text and go like no i said i did this yeah um but because it's because of the laws it's still awkward because technically they're illegally texting you about things so yeah yeah it's it's a mess but you can legally text you know that's the best part (laughs) yeah i can Uh, It's funny the amount of people that, like, tell sex workers around here, like, oh, I'm going to call the cops on you. And it's like, okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Like, tell on yourself. (laughs) Like, you're the one that's doing the illegal thing. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I always find that funny because they're like, oh, I know the law. I'm like, you clearly don't, but, like, go off. (laughs) Yeah. They just show up and then they arrest them. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> get her. I don't like, want nope. people to be arrested for that. I'm just like, it's just funny to me that they say like, oh, I know the law and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> How is it like being in Canada where it is legal for you? Um, what's the law? What's the, uh, I guess, the relationship between sex workers and law enforcement? Like if you do you feel like you could comfortably go to the police if you were were to need to? Personally, no, but that's because I personally am like not cool with the cops. I I'm just like, no, abolition, please go away. Virtual and, high five. Okay. Yeah. Um and like when I was a lot younger, I was like coerced into like sending nudes at like 13 or something and a cop showed up to my house and told me all the reasons like or they showed me all the charges I could get because I was like 13 and sent nudes like that's fucking terrifying (laughs) yeah 
So, no, I don't think they're particularly safe or whatever, because they did that to me, and they were like, oh, yeah, but we're not going to charge you, because, like, no one's going to actually, like, convict you for being 13 and sending you nudes. And it's like, then why did you do that? Like, were you just trying to scare me? Because, yeah, it worked, and now I'm just, like, paranoid about going to the cops for anything. Yeah. (laughs) Like, good job, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really uh, about the whole call the cops life. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'll be fine. I mean, them. you and I would have a very different experience. So <laughs> that is true. They would they're like, get him. <laughs> <He's> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I've had to talk to the cops because I was having like suicidal thoughts and they'll they're the ones who respond. Right. And I'm like, God damn it. No one wants to deal with this. <laughs> Yep. Like, don't call the cops on somebody who's mentally ill. Like, that's bullshit. Do you want them to actually die? That's how you get that to happen. <laughs> Man, do they got, I guess, how are the cops in Canada? They got, I guess, do you guys, they got guns? I assume they have guns. Yeah, I mean, in the States, you have the problem of, like, black people getting shot way more. Up here, it's more indigenous people getting shot way more. Really? Either way, it's bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. They love <laughs> they love and pulling the guns out. Oh my god, I know. And what's stupid is that I I looked into it like years ago and our like the RCMP they don't even track hate crime statistics. And I'm really? like that's kind of suspicious. <laughs> Interesting. Like, the National Police Force doesn't track hate crime statistics. I don't know if that's changed, but when I looked up all the stats they um, actually keep about, like, crime rates in Canada, I'm like, why isn't hate crimes on here? Yeah. (laughs) Seems like they'd want that on there. I mean... Like, that's something I'd like to know. (laughs) But they just didn't track it, and I'm like, that's weird. That's a weird thing to leave off a list of, like, crime statistics. Damn. How is, so, like, you're going to school, you're doing companionship, you're creating content online. Does burnout ever happen for you? Yeah. I mean, I get tired of, like, I have to post every day on Twitter. I have to do all this stuff just to keep myself, like, showing up on people's feeds and trying to organize that and keep up. And not just, like, disappear into the ether of not showing up on someone's feed is, like, really annoying. And Twitter algorithms changing is really fucking tiring because then you have to figure out, okay, now what can I do? Now what do I need to do to actually be visible and all this? It is weird how, like, Twitter chooses who to show you, you know? Like, and, like, what kind of engagement makes it so that you'll show up on people's feeds? Like, it's... It's it's interesting. It's weird. And yeah, and social media is so limited for sex workers anyway that it's kind of like Twitter Twitter has got to know what they're doing. <laughs> like yeah. all these social media companies have got to know what they're doing. Like there's no way they don't. I mean, shadow banning is like a real fucking thing. Like it's crazy. When I like oh I like I like go to yeah. like look up somebody's Twitter and I'm like I type in every single like the whole thing yeah, because and then I gotta press banned enter. and everything. Yep. Um I'm I'm pretty sure I'm search banned and maybe other stuff. I haven't checked in a while. 
So I know you mentioned like Naked Girl Therapy is kind of your brand. How does it feel like when you see somebody, meet somebody in person, and then you can kind of tell at the end of that session when they leave, like they're almost changed by having like seen you? How does that feel? Amazing. I love knowing that I've made their day, their week, their whatever. I, I just love this work for that. I love knowing that I'm actually like making a little change in somebody's life that's helping someone. And for me, it's funny because I want to become a mortician, but I can't deal with people who are like physically hurt and um, deal with that. Like I can't deal with someone who's in physical pain and help them that way. So I feel like I've always had a helper personality. So this is kind of like one of the ways I end up expressing that. Because it is like, I mean, I've seen somebody and then I, at the end, I'm like, I feel like so good, you know, like, yeah, you carry that shit with you, you know, yeah, exactly. just floating for a little bit. Yeah. And you've got a good memory. You've got anticipation for the next time, maybe like, yeah, it's great. It's good for both parties, I find. Oh, yeah. I feel like no matter what your job is, like, uh, not every day is going to be a good day. What are some like maybe challenges or frustrations you have with insects work? I don't do deposits at the moment. Um, so flakes is re- people flaking is really frustrating because I'm like, okay, so I've got to get ready for this time for this person and blah, blah, blah. But then having them just not show up or not text to confirm is like, uh, so gut wrenching and so frustrating. I think that, uh, like a lot of people, I don't know if they realize it, but they're like, maybe they're like, I'm like, just the amount of time that goes in, like the pre, the pre-date, the pre-date, mm-hmm. like pr- preparation, you know, maybe you have to drive somewhere to get to it, get to the location where you're going to be working for, yeah, the, for like yeah. somebody to not show up. Like, that's just like, fuck dog. I know. Lady, and you know? cause I don't have like a steady in call, like having to book hotel rooms or whatever is like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like your views on sex or sexuality have changed since getting into sex work at all? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I've always been really open and really for everything. I've been like pro sex work, like all my life. Cause I've been like, well, if you get paid to film it, why is it a problem if the camera's off? Literally, God, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, literally, the only <laughs> the only difference between porn and prostitution is the camera. I know, and I'm like, why is this a problem between two consenting adults? If the laws against like two consenting adults doing things in any like, if it was any other context, people would be like, ha, that's weird. Yeah. But for some reason, money is involved, and they're like, eh, don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's crazy. It's It really is crazy. And for the amount of sex that's in, like, ads and shit, and on TV, and that kind of thing, it's weird that, like, sex work itself is like a problem yeah like they're pushing sex i mean they're pushing sex like as a 
as like starting out as a child, like a baby, you're seeing sex advert your entire life. You're seeing sex advertised to you. Yeah, and then the one time that you're actually gonna get what is on screen, they're like, nah. <laughs> nope that's you're bad you are bad <laughs> i know like this is so ridiculous we didn't want you to do this we just wanted you to spend money we didn't want you to... yeah i know it's like wow we didn't actually want to sell you the thing we're selling you because like the burger ads or whatever with like women oh my god yeah hardy's like, hardy's did that shit down here yeah like the women in bikinis with the fucking burgers i'm like you're not selling a fucking burger. You're selling her tits. <laughs> yeah. And then also, if you were to, I feel like if you were to take that same girl to Hardy's, she's like, woof, woof, what are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least take me to Five Guys. What the fuck is this Hardy's shit? You know? <laughs> yeah, really. At least at Five Guys, you'll get like a shitload of fries and all the free peanuts you want. Real talk. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird world. <laughs> I know. I don't get it. How long do you see yourself in sex work? I mean, I personally, I'd love to be in it till the day I fucking die. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a market for MILFs, so like, as I get older, it's fine. <laughs> there's a market for GILFs. I mean, this is like a whole... I know, right? A, you know. Like, this is the truth. People want us at whatever age, so... Fuck it. If I can stay in the industry, I'll stay in the industry. And I'm going to say this quote that I fucking love. It's from Dr. Carol Queen. She's from the U.S. And uh, she's a sexologist, I think, with a PhD and shit. And she used to be a sex worker. And I was at a conference where she was the keynote speaker. And somebody asked her something about, like, would you ever go back to sex work? And her response which i love 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 and i'm trying to figure out how to make a design for cross-stitching that really encapsulates this uh her eternal quote was i'm only as retired as the money's good hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a truth yeah exactly i'm like this is this is it that's the quote like i want that somewhere until i die like <laughs> Hell yeah. New tattoo. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, where would I even put that? And that would be a weird one, especially if I never retired. <laughs> yeah. But people are like, what's this quote? And you're like, I mean, hey. It meant a lot to me it's... at one point, but I'm not retired yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... Let's take a trip to the future, right? Okay. 2026, 20, five years from now, wh where are you? What are you doing? Do you want the fun answer or the whatever answer? <laughs> I want the answer that you want. I want, I want, I want the, hmm, let's go. You can give me two answers. You can go the fun answer and then you can go the, the grim answer. <laughs> the real yeah. Like, the fun answer is, like, living in a penthouse, not having to worry about shit, and actually being, like, super stable, and everything's great. I've got my cat. Um, she's 
like healthy alive gonna live forever and (laughs) (laughs) um i've got money i'm able to help every gofundme i see and yeah i this feels very fun yeah exactly um i'm drinking um shit what the fuck am i drinking in this dream uh it's surely temples because i'm a Shirley Temples, because I'm a sucker for those. That, or if I'm going for alcoholic things, I recently discovered the magic that was Bacardi Breezers, and oh boy, those are delicious. <laughs> okay, Bacardi Breezers. Oh, I'm not a mature person. Like, <laughs> wine? Uh, gag me. But if I if I reach for alcohol, it's probably going to be like Bacardi Breezer, or just like rum, or or because I'm secretly a fancy bitch. Um, absinthe. Ooh, nice. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've never had it before. You probably haven't. <laughs> nope. It tastes weird because it's this herbal liqueur. And the traditional way of drinking absinthe is you have this special slotted spoon and you put it over your glass, okay? You have your absinthe in the glass. And then you've supposedly what you're supposed to have is this giant, like tap thing and you just put a sugar cube on top of the slotted spoon and then you turn on the tap so that drips water onto the sugar cube and dissolves it into the absinthe and that's apparently how you're supposed to drink it however that's never but i think i've had it that way like once (laughs) who has a slotted spoon also you know that's exactly it's specifically like an absinthe spoon and they used to be super fancy and shit i'm like modern day uh absinthe spoon is a fork um (laughs) i feel like they used to play up the whole absinthe thing to where you like hallucinate too with yeah they did they did yeah and yeah um nope haven't hallucinated from it because i remember i remember watching euro trip and they drank absence absence jesus christ i can't even say it they drank absence it's a weird word yeah and like they like hallucinated and like wound up in like eastern europe or something i'm like whoa yeah (laughs) like you know the scene from dumbo where they get drunk like people think absinthe is like that I swear to God, they make drugs in movies and just like shit. Just like, this is not realistic at all. This is... No, not even close. Somebody hits a blunt, they start seeing cartoons and like shit popping out. You're like, this is not... I'm just a little sleepy. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know. I, I've never done anything other than alcohol and getting high on my ADHD meds by accident once, but... Nice. <laughs> Go it, to be young was... again. <laughs> Oh my god, that... Well, the funny thing was, is that this was at school, like, in grade 12. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So, over the summer, I had taken a break from my medical grade meth, and I get back to school, and for the first couple of weeks, I'm not on it, and then we're like, okay, so I need to get started on this again, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna start me slowly, dump out, like, half a half the pill and then i'll start with that well we forgot to dump out half the pill so (laughs) my first couple classes of the day i'm sitting there like "Mm," like fucking vibrating and shit (laughs) that's funny (laughs) yeah and i'm texting my parents like i don't know what's happening like my heart's beating too fast um and blah 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 and 
then they realize and then they start laughing at me because they're like <laughs> oh you're just high on your meds i'm like oh is that what this is huh that's what neat. this feels <laughs> <laughs> and um like i mentioned being disabled on twitter um it's because my heart doesn't work or at least i was born with it not working and i'm okay. not really ashamed of that if you if you have a session with me or if you like see me in my content like my scar is obvious i can't hide that i can't hide either of them like yeah that's why i'm open about it because i'm like what am i gonna do hide the fact that i had major chest surgery what the fuck am i gonna say i was part of the iron man project and like the really early stages where they fucked it up <laughs> actually that is something i've told a child before um, <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh my god <laughs> yeah i know I- uh yeah, I I've told children all sorts of wacky shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Are you a fan of stand up comedy at all? Yes, I am. I love stand up. Um, it is so great to listen to somebody just talk and like actually make real life funny and everything. Part of me wants to do stand up. The only joke that I've got in the style of, like, stand-up comedy is basically, like, this one where I talk about umbrellas in Vancouver. Like, that's it. That's all I have. That's a, that's a start. You gotta start somewhere. That's... Yeah. See, I hadn't done, like, uh, stand-up in a while. Like, I pretty much, mm-hmm. like, marched until, like, you know, I did a little bit, like, la- like towards the end of last year. And then I went up, like, on Saturday um, mm-hmm. just at a bar in Atlanta and, Fuck uh, yes! I was like, man, I, love I really seeing the arts come back. Yes, it, it really feels like I, like I hadn't I didn't realize like how much I was gonna miss it because I was like fucking I'm like oh of God. course I'm like nervous coming back, yep. and uh, I'm like man saying silly shit into a microphone in front of random people that is really it's fun. so good. <laughs> like um, my art thing has always been like performance arts. I was in musical theater in high school. I was in drama in high school. I did all the shit. I was part of the slam poetry team in high school. Like, nice. fuck. Yes, I love it. I love being able to go up there and being on stage. It's fucking great. It's so much fun. Um, yeah. And yeah, some of the, I can't write comedic poetry, but I sure as shit can spin you a funny story sometimes. Like... <laughs> Hell yeah, you should, uh, hey, all you gotta do, microphone, there's people, <laughs> talk, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, part of me wants to try to attempt the whole, like, Vancouver umbrella thing, but I'm also like, I don't want to embarrass myself in so- front of someone who's actually been paid to do this. Like, <laughs> Well, let's just, let's just say that. It will happen. It's gonna be embarrassing, <laughs> okay. but it's just like, it's just a, you know, it's just a, you gotta start somewhere, you know? Yeah. Like... All the all everyone who's good at comedy now was bad at comedy at one point, you know. Yeah. Or really yeah. anything, you know. If you're anybody that's good at something, you don't just come out just like Dave Chappelle was not. I'm sure maybe you know he was probably like pretty funny constantly, but you know, there's, it's a progression. <laughs> it's a progression. You don't start, yeah. you know, amazing. Yeah, nobody starts amazing. Except for <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I was going to say, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but I was like, that's ridiculous. What am I fucking saying? (laughs) There's a reason we don't talk about his teenage years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jesus had so much acne. He was awkward. (laughs) That'll 
right about that shit. Oh it? my god. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Ayla, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. This has been so much fun. Yeah, I'd love to be on the show again. I've Fuck loved being yeah. here. It's been great. <laughs> Before we get out of here, did you want to end on a story at all for the people? Yes. Give a story for the people. Yes, I do. So I'm going to set the scene here. It's this wonderful guy who's shown up on a date and he's brought me a gift of red wine and everything's going great. We're talking, we're laughing. And then he asks me, so what did happen with the shark bear thing? And this is something that's literally written on my ad. Like I say that like, I w- if you're wondering about the scars, I was bitten by a shark bear. And then in brackets, it's like, actually surgery scars but the tail is more fun okay and he's asking me because he thinks it's real (laughs) he thinks that the shark bear is a real animal and i like survived this a horrible encounter (laughs) like that's what this guy thinks this happened and i'm like oh my god i cannot believe someone actually believed this this is amazing Because he's like, what kind of animal is it? And I'm thinking, oh, fuck, you can't. Oh, no. (laughs) He's like, you you know, you've seen like a shark, right? And you've seen like a bear. It's like one of those, like, except like it just on on land. You know, it's both. Yeah. You ever seen one? Like, look it up. Google it. A shark bear. What the fuck? Am Am I crazy? How do you how do you not know what a shark bear is? Jesus. I know. But oh, God, I lost it. And I was just laughing. And I'm like that's a joke that's a joke on my ad i i wasn't actually bitten by anything how 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 hurt was he when you said that surprisingly not he took it in stride we got a good laugh out of him believing it but oh man that that was one of my favorite appointments because of that (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) yeah i know and for that reason, on my website, there actually is, like, a little shark bear thing. I mean, at the moment, it's just got a placeholder of me singing a Pitbull song. <laughs> so, with the Pitbull thing, right? Because I saw, I saw on your website, I saw the shark bear thing, and then, like, I'm talking to my buddy, <laughs> like, two months ago, and he starts mm-hmm. pitching to me this whole thing about how Pitbull is just fucking amazing, he's so great... And then, you know, he tells me, he's like, dog, you got to listen to the song International Love, right? Oh, so fuck. I go, I go listen to the song and I'm like, I mean, it's a song, you know? And then I, and then I, and then I like, I think we were talking and then I go look at your website and I'm like, holy shit, she's got International Love on the piano. This is dope. Yeah. <laughs> the so the world's crazy. He's telling- talking to me about International Love and then you're bringing it like, man. I know. So what you're telling me is you're gonna like show him that, obviously, right? Like- yes. Yes. I don't know if I have. I don't know if I sent him the link, but after we do this, I'm gonna send him the link. Oh my like, god! Do to it. Your YouTube video. <laughs> oh my god! Because I just did that as something ridiculous to put as a placeholder. Because I'm. Because that's who I am. Is I'll do ridiculous shit as just like placeholders because it's more fun to do that than just put something blank up. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta have fun with it. Like, that's what it's about. Yeah. 
Fuck yeah. Ayla, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. This has been so much fun. Hell yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was of so course. much fun. Before we get out of here again, uh, do you have any social media? Do you have any stuff you want to plug so the people out there can find you? Okay, so if you want me with my clothes off, what you need to do is you need to go to, um, on Twitter, you can find me at NakedGRLTherapy. That's my handle. Um, And... Uh, I've got a website, nakedgirltherapy.ca. And if you want me with my clothes on and my thinking cap on, or maybe naked with my thinking cap on, who knows, um, uh, Center Stage Pro Writing. Uh, If you look that up on Twitter, I should come up. If not, it's at Center Stage Pro Writing. writing i think that's what it is fuck i've okay. totally forgotten i'll look it up um, and i'll plug it if it's not that i'll tell okay, the people thank what you. It is, you know? <laughs> yeah uh and if you want my cross stitch art um my alt account uh at ayla meritrice is where you're gonna find that hell yeah people follower do it right now stop stop driving click the follow button hell yeah Ayla, I appreciate you coming on. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Hell yeah. Listeners, we will be back later. Bye. That was my interview with Ayla Meritrice. Yo, shout out Ayla. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was so much fun. Listener, she just plugged it. You can find her on Twitter at NakedGRLTherapy. You can also find her on Twitter at Ayla Meritrice. Her company, Center Stage Pro Writing, on Twitter, at CS Pro Writing. Her website, NakedGirlTherapy.ca. I'll have links to all of those in the show notes from this week. Hit them show notes, click them links, show her some love. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast. Hit that like button, that follow button, that plus button, heart button. You'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop every single Tuesday. If you want to support the show, Patreon is the best way to do that. Each month we have at least one Patreon exclusive episode. Last month was friend of the podcast, Atlanta-based companion, Sophia Soma. That was uh, last week's episode. Hope you checked out at least part of it if you're not part of Patreon. But uh, you can hear that whole episode on Patreon. And if you subscribe to the Outcall tier, you get a free month trial of OnlyFans. To friends of the podcast, Sophia Soma, Sweet Haley Grace, and Alexis Reynolds. What are you doing? 12th, subscribe to the Hey, subscribe to the Patreon. It's a good time. Lots happening over there. Uh, <laughs> But hey, I appreciate you being here. This has been episode 87. Hell yeah. We will be back next Tuesday. My guest is Seattle-based companion Simone Solnsa. We sat down like a couple days ago. Super stoked for y'all to hear this. That is uh, next Tuesday. But uh, hey, I think that's that's all she wrote. I hope uh, if you're a mom out there listening to this podcast, hope you had a hope you had a good Mother's Day. I always forget to preemptively wish whatever, you know, holiday's happening the, the, the Tuesday before. So, hey, hope it was a good one. Uh, 
But yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday. Hope everything's good wherever you are at. I will uh, see you then. Later.